0: You needed that today Not really Man, it's just so good to be in the house of the Lord And then we've been talking so much about authority We're in week three Of uh, the uh, authority of the believer Message entitled, Not Today Satan The only reason we put his name up there Because he's in the Bible We don't like to give him credit for anything But you need to know There is an adversary that uh, You have already won over If we take that victory And so we want to welcome you today, and uh, we just give God some great praise for what he's doing. Um, Thursday, just to give you a a plug, youth, we're going to meet at, uh, I was at a a provision conference this last weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Pastor Kim and I went to that, an amazing conference. But anyway, so I couldn't be here Thursday. We're resuming this Thursday. Our plan is to do a drama for Father's Day. And uh, so if you are interested in that, uh, come at 6 and we'll look at that and uh, start practicing, and then youth starts at 7, and you're out of here at 8.30 or before, and we always have some kind of food for you to eat and all that kind of wonderful stuff. Got some, we, had, we had some fun the last few weeks. We've just had a lot of fun. But looking at the drama, I had a drama that I picked out. I really like it. I don't know if I have enough students yet to pull it off by Father's Day, so I'm revisiting a couple other things that we could do but i will have something by thursday that we will begin to to start it may be the one that we've already looked at because it is a good one if not we will do it soon but so just letting you know we're going to have a great time thursday make sure you're here and uh, i'm excited about that we want to talk about authority we want to talk about how that works and uh, and if you know the truth how many knows the truth will set you free and the number one issue in people's mind is this, and this is what happens. They believe God can do something for them, but they don't understand that he's already done his part. They, they are still asking God to do something he's already done. They're still we, we have this tendency, or we've grown up in church, and just to beg God for things that have already happened, that he's already taken care of. We don't understand that there is also a spiritual battle. We, we've kind of viewed church as one way up until as now we're getting into the world is in ways not getting nicer is it there's a lot of things out there and uh, so you have to be grounded to know what is our role what is our part um and we see a lot of things just in our physical just in the five senses what we can see and taste and touch and smell and hear we we go through that and i mean you're human i understand we go through that and i god gave you those yes but it's kind of like ducks flying overhead we don't understand that there's an enemy at work behind the scenes there's something more than just the physical if you're just waiting till you see something there could be something already happening that you're not seeing somebody say amen if you remember when jesus cursed the fig tree the fig tree looked the same as soon as he spoke it peter and the disciples the bible says they heard him say it and so in 24 hours they were walking by the tree again now it's dead I'm here to tell you today that it died as soon as he spoke it. It had not manifested until a day later. There are things that are happening just because, and the enemy wants to keep you that way. If you don't want to see him, he's okay with that. Because then you won't take charge only if you can see it. There are things happening that you can't see with your physical eyes. We don't even consider some of that stuff. So we do nothing to challenge it, and the devil loves that. Now, if we look at it, Jesus did this. Jesus cast demons out of people to affect physical healing. It's quiet. But that's what he did. I mean, this is what's going on. And, you know, if you ever? You know, it gives us kind of some insight. If you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, I can't find anything wrong. What if it's spiritual? I don't think the doctor's going to prescribe, well. But maybe God would give you the gospel. Take this three times a day. Start saying, okay, what could I do? God, what what is going on that maybe I'm not seeing? Have you ever just went by what you see? Have you ever come onto a situation and it appears to be a certain way, but it's not that way if you knew the truth? I've raised four children with my beautiful wife. My boys shared a room. I'm here to tell you that brothers don't always get along. They fight. I came downstairs towards their room, and one of them had kicked the other one in the face. And they were like, oh, he kicked me in the face. I immediately grabbed the one that kicked him in the face, took him to his room, and spanked him. And then I said, are you okay? And I went back to the one I spanked and I said, why would you kick your brother in the face? Because he hit me in the head with a... I didn't know all that. Because what I came on was just a karate. That's what I came in on. So then I had to go back and apologize and spank the other one. But I can't take away my spankings. My mom learned how to spank on me. <laughs> what if the battle that you're looking at is not physical and there's something spiritual behind it? Now, the average person, even believers, don't look for it. They just find an organic reason for everything. Well, there's, a, there's an explanation. I'm not saying there's not an explanation, but what if it's a spiritual one? I mean, we deal with physical as well, but, you know, have you, anybody besides me ever shut their finger in the car door? (laughs) see that finger? Now I can't just put it up by itself. (laughs) I almost did that. I was like, I'm going to show him my finger. That's not good. But it's black. Aaron, my grandson goes, pot. That's a (laughs) boo-boo. You hurt your finger. I said, yeah, well, you pray for it. And he prays for it. But you know what? There was no devil slamming my finger in the car door. You know what it was? It was me going, oh! I am entertainment for heaven at times, I think. But nonetheless, we deal with physical. It it isn't the, the devil that's making my nail turn black. It's because it got shut in the car door. So we need to understand, we got to focus and get our heads right with what God wants us. There's ditches on both sides of this. And I mean, we can go too far to one side and we go too far to the other. It's the the key here is to stay balanced, is to stay focused on the word. That being said, how many knows not everybody likes you? (laughs) People throw their hand up. Yep, that's me. There people hate my guts. I get it. Not everybody likes you. It doesn't necessarily mean that a demon caused them not to like you. Sometimes we are just not smart with things we say. Am I the only one? Okay. Maybe we've caused it or just done something stupid. I knew of a lady that came up to me and said, Here, handed me her card. And I said, what's this? She said, it's my card. You can read, read it. (laughs) I looked at the card and she said, I want you to pass that out to all your congregants. Well, that wasn't the word she had, but all the people at church. I turned around and said, I'm not gonna need this. Handed it back to her. Her words were, another church exposed. She got in her car and squealed away. Then put us on Facebook. Okay. If I'm human, I want to say stuff like, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. There you go. (laughs) But you just smile. My wife's already like, I can't believe he said that. Mm." Oh, it's going to get better. (laughs) Justin, I need your couch tonight. (laughs) Well, no, sometimes you just have to say bye, Felicia, don't you? You just have to say it's just not going to work out. I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm not passing that out. My point is it's not necessarily demonic. Sometimes it's just we don't really use good etiquette or we're not thinking. We don't think things through or we say things maybe we shouldn't or maybe we're Acting under another and it could be spiritual. I'm not saying it's not but I'm just saying there are some things that are just plain stupidity But the body of Christ we have to be able to discern the difference between those and not walk in offense We have to choose not to be offended and get to if if we're walking with the Holy Spirit, and that's God in you you can discern because he's there, but you have to ask And you have to listen. Well, I'm going to say, I don't even sometimes, I don't think we have to ask. I think he tells us we just don't listen. God is our source. And the authority that we get comes from him. Everything. Do you know God created everything? Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everything, whether it's spiritual being, angelic being, physical being, it was created by God. He's the source. He is All power he has all power and authority but we find out in this series we've been teaching you that god delegated his authority to you and i if we're believers so this is what's happened in the church world we have the church world and i'm going to shock some of you here that are saying this it's wrong i'm just gonna i'll explain to think god sovereignly rules and controls god's in control of everything Now, there's people right now who are like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to stay. Just stay. Just listen. We've been taught that. I mean, I grew up in church that taught that God is sovereign. and Everything that happens is controlled by God. It must be his will. It either originates from him or it's his primary will or he has to, at the very least, has to, quote, quote, allow everything that happens. And I'm here to tell you this morning, that's not true. I believe in God's sovereignty. The dictionary quotes it this way, first in rank, order, or authority. He is sovereign, as that definition states. He is first in rank. He is first in order or authority. Religion takes liberties in that word, saying that God controls everything. It's just wrong teaching to blame God for everything. And I'm going to show you in some scripture. I hope that you're glad. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to make it. <laughs> Second Peter three three through nine says, knowing this first that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts saying, "Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they will wilfully forget that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water." The heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the... I'm just reading all of this, so just so you know. Just giving you a history of the earth and the flood and all of that. Reserved until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Beloved, do not forget this one thing. Now we've got to start really paying attention. That with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us... Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, that's as plain as the nose on your face. He's saying it's God's will for every person to be saved and not perish. Even John 3.16. I mean, all of those things, are are, that's his will. He doesn't want any to perish. Let me ask you this. Does his will come to pass? Do you think any have perished or are going to perish? Jesus said this, many will come into the broad gate, but few in the narrow into everlasting life. A lot of people aren't going to accept that he's giving them salvation. He died for them. There's people that will not accept that. You cannot get to heaven without that. But his will wants everybody to accept that because he died for all, did he not? His will, God's will, does not automatically come to pass. Why? Because he gave you and I delegated authority and power to choose. Look at Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So God gave us a choice. He gave you and I a free will. We get to choose. He won't force you to do what you don't want to do. He won't force you to do what he wants you to do. He doesn't sovereignly rule and control everything. Why is this a big deal? James 4, 7 says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Just that scripture alone tells us there's two sides. Some things are of God. Submit to those. Others are not. They're from the devil. Resist those and fight against them. If God... If God just controlled everything sovereignly, listen to what I'm saying. If you believe that God is in control of everything and sovereignly he controls everything, then if you resist sickness, let's say, if you resist poverty, if you resist depression, those are all negative, but yet if God's in control and you resist them, then you'd be resisting God if he was the author of it. I do believe he is almighty. I do believe he is sovereign, but not in the way man and religion say. God has delegated a certain degree of that power to us, his kids. What happens if we say God controls everything? It doesn't matter what we do. God's in charge. You know what it does? It puts us all, it renders people passive. I don't have to, well, why do anything? It's going to happen anyway. They just, they, everything then must be his will, no matter what happens. And that just allows the devil to play with their lives and destroy them. You just give the, the enemy access then to just mess with you. There are denominations that say that God is sovereign and nothing that happens only happens because it's, God, it's God's will. That's, it's, it's gotta be his will. And let me just tell you, so before you get really mad at me, I used to preach like that. So I'm just telling you, I, I did it wrong. I used to say that it, you know, nothing that happens to you had, to, had had to first be approved by God and had to go through his hand, and so the devil had permission to come and mess with you, and God said you can go ahead and attack him, and you're gonna, I know you're gonna say, well, that's what happened to Job. I'm, I'm talking about every believer. I'm not talking about taking just one thing out of context. I'm talking about every believer god must have let it happen god has got the devil on a chain he's just using him to get your attention teach you a lesson that's a good one god must be trying to teach me a lesson that's why this happened <laughs> wrong answer many places teach that i feel like i'd be on pat sajak show i'll take stupid answers for 100 please I mean, I, I'm looking. At, I've, I've looked at, listen, to the true stories where this because people believe that they believe that. Well, it's God's, it's God's will. And, I, and if you're sitting here and you're saying, "Well, that's what I believe," I'm not here to browbeat. I'm just trying to show you truth. High school boy believed that God's in control, and so he listened to this, this. Is crazy. He asked God for cancer so he could show his friends he's not afraid. And they would find god through his death can i tell you that's not a good prayer the next day he got leukemia he died and four people came to know jesus at his funeral okay yeah i get it four people everybody's like oh rejoice i don't think so i'm glad they came to know jesus but that's not the way a young lady hears that teaching and says oh i want that I want to do that. So she asks. The next day she gets leukemia. She dies in four people. I'm just just telling you true stories. Four people get saved at her funeral. The devil will take that all day long. How many people would have been impacted if somebody showed them the goodness of God? Somebody showed them that God works in great ways and God can heal your body. What if they saw fruit and they saw God prospering them and them being happy? Not just money. I'm talking about joy. I'm talking about living life to the fullest. God didn't answer that prayer. Neither of those. The devil did. And he's glad to help out. In those kind of cases, if you want to believe it's God's fault, he's like, whoo whoo whoo, he's okay with that. The devil always overplays his hand. He always goes too far. If you listen to someone that is going against God, they will eventually you'll find something you'll be like, "Okay." There's a gentleman that was preaching this kind of garbage. Now, I never preached what I just shared with you. I used to say that everything had to come through God's hands. So, it had to be God's will that you got sick or something not not asking for cancer or anything like that. But still, I was wrong. And you know, let me just say this. I'm not taking away from miracles. You can get a miracle from God, you know, so please don't misunderstand, you can, God can just flat out just do something for you and I get that. But you gotta watch for stuff that goes against the word of God. God will never violate his word. If there's something that you're, I don't know if this is God or not, if it goes against the word, it's not God, period. Gentleman that was teaching this stuff, he was proclaiming all of this and this and this and saying just a bunch of stuff out of his mouth. Then he said, the worst thing is, God has forbid me to get into the Bible. I can't read the Bible. I haven't been able to read the Bible for six months. Now, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I might be a fry short of a happy meal every once in a while. My favorite color could be clear on occasion. But I can see that a mile away. That is totally against scripture. I'm done. You can't speak into my life. God's not going to do that. The enemy is a copycat. He's going to try to copy God. You must be, you got to be aware of, remember we talked about wiles. you got to be aware of his schemes, his deceit, his lies. He uses people. God uses people. It's so important to have the Holy Spirit inside you and to use the discernment that God put there. It's him inside. The enemy can send people to scare you. God will send his word. His word will bring you peace and comfort. I don't know about you. I don't. Have you ever seen angels? I'm going to tell you in here, I'll bet you most of us have, and we just don't know it. The Bible talks about we've, we've entertained them, and we just weren't aware of it. I've seen them. Not, I mean, not like I've seen a lot of them, but I've seen a few different times in my life. <laughs> But he he sends things, sends to confirm what he's told you. What his word says. It's never anything contrary to his word. You know, I, I'm just, you know, all I can tell you, there's things that have happened to Kim and I in ministry. One time she was, and I, I don't remember what you were sick, but she was on the couch forever. I mean, she just didn't have any energy and, All of that. And I've told this story, but I'm going to just condense it and tell real quick. But our church, I was on staff and they had a revival, and the evangelist came and called her out and basically said, You know, you've not been feeling well or whatever, and said, You're going to, God is going to touch you tonight and you're going to have all the energy you've ever needed. I mean, you're going to beat your husband out of bed, not beat, but, you know, (laughs) get out of bed first and uh, and you know and all that now this is as true as i can tell you so so i'm we how many had waterbed ever have a water, do you still have one remember back in the day that was huge our waterbed we had moved in ministry so many times it had i guess they're called baffles they were they were not working in there i mean if i rolled over quick she was like on a hawaii 50 way i could I could knock her off the bed just by moving but we had this big huge water bed and we thought it was great we didn't want to get rid of it and <laughs> you get ocean sickness on it but it was still it was awesome but that night we went to bed I mean we got out of a church how many of you remember being in church and it was like 11 o'clock when we got home our kids had fallen asleep in the pew or the chairs or whatever because we were just in church we put the kids to bed, and we went in, went to bed. we have been to bed for probably a couple hours or so, about two in the morning or so. I feel like somebody is in the room. And I rolled over, and there is about an eight-foot-something man in a white robe with a gold sash on his room, and he's standing over Kim like this. He's got short, dark hair. And I, I... I mean, I remember rolling over and I mean, anytime anybody would be in your house, you would probably immediately be like, Whoa. I didn't have any of that. It was just all calm. And I rolled over and he he went like this and he looked up at me and I said. You came from what they said tonight. He you were sent from what happened at the service. He just looked at me and shook his head. And he went and I s- said, You're praying for her. And he shook his head again. He smiled, took his hands off, and then just spun. And the one reason I love the Polar Express movie, remember the hobo on the train? And he kind of disintegrates into snow. That's what he did. He just kind of and he was gone. I was like, that is awesome. I went back to sleep, which is pretty awesome. I mean, I sat there and like, did I just see that? I mean, I remember pinching myself, yep, I'm awake. I went back to sleep in the morning. I woke up because Speedy Gonzalez is down in the kitchen moving pots and pans and doing whatever. I'm like, hey, honey, how are you doing? I'm feeling great. How are you? I co- Man, I'm telling you, it's just great to be up in the morning. I've got your coffee. You want anything for breakfast? I'm going to make it. It's just amazing. Don't submit to the wrong thing. Let God do what he wants to do. Let him give you the authority to do what you're supposed to do. God will send his word to confirm what that man called her out for. He sent an angel. You can't, if you don't know the word, you're going to submit to the wrong thing. Let me just say that. If you don't know the word, you're going to submit to the wrong thing. If you won't see the truth without the truth, and without the truth, you can't be free. Because if you don't see the truth, you're deceit. And you don't know you're deceived because you won't see the truth. The enemy will lie to you. The sovereignty of God, you know, he'll tell you it's like, sera, sera. whatever will be, will be. It must be God's will. Nothing happens unless God allows it. Satan's a dog on a leash, and he's been used to just teach you a lesson, and God will let him do that. He's the one that's letting Satan fight you. It's simply not true. The way religion defines that is wrong. It comes against the authority of the believer. When God gave us authority, he limited his authority, he limited his sovereignty by putting us in charge of certain things. He doesn't control your life like a chess piece and move it against your will. You do have a choice. Remember Deuteronomy 30, 19. We read it already. I call heaven and earth witnesses today. It says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. The dictionary I read you, the definition, it defines the one you should use. This is a pop quiz if you're thinking about it, and God just gives you the answer. He says, choose life. He tells you the answer. It's a great quiz because he's got the answer right there. Choose life. If you believe God controls you perfectly, I think everybody in here could say there's some time in your life you felt you were supposed to do something and you didn't do it. You felt impressed of God to do something and you didn't do it. Or you weren't supposed to do something, and you did it anyway. Everybody. Did you feel like you were forced to do what you should have? Or did you have a choice? I mean, I had a choice, but I didn't do the right thing. I got that T-shirt. He always gives you a way out. His word says that. But the choice, if you make it that's not lining up with the word, it won't work out. Maybe you have issues now, or you, you, know, you hurt someone because of that, and then you've you got to repent from it, or you have to walk it out, and because those are the choices. You know, if you sit down at Cheesecake Factory, and you eat four pieces of cheesecake and feel sick to your stomach, I don't think there was an angel going, to eat another piece. <laughs> I think God just wants me to eat more cheesecake. No, no, I don't think that's what's going on. You made the choice to obey or disobey, and then we live with those choices. Maybe you got bad counsel. We've done that. Sometimes we go and ask people that don't even walk with the Lord for counsel. There's one of those stupid things. I mean, I'm not saying I don't love them. I obviously love them, but I'm like, why am I asking them about God? They don't have a relationship with him. I need to know what to do. (laughs) We made our choice. So if God, my point is, if God doesn't control you 100%, and we could all say that, what makes you think he controls everybody else 100%? Man-made doctrine of God's sovereignty just makes us passive. If it's cancer, he must be trying to teach me something. It's supposed to happen. God allowed it. I gotta learn something from this. Now I'm not saying you can't learn anything if something bad happens, but God didn't give it to you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You can learn through negative experiences. You know, you we've had children, we we try to teach them. But if we're passive, we have to exercise. It's just an easy excuse, God. I don't have anything to do with it. God made this happen. We have no authority, and so we don't resist because we didn't accept any of it. We blame God. That's why they blame God. It's God. It's God's fault. Because in our mind, we'd be resisting God if God's in charge of all of that. Like I said, we've had four kids. They would get corrected. That same opportunity would be there again. If they learned their correction... All is well. If they didn't, they would get corrected again. Maddie. (laughs) Six times in a 30-minute drive, corrected for the same thing. Six times. Her siblings are like, please, put your shoes on. Keep them on. Maddie's like, You know why? You have a van so the mom can get up while the dad is driving and get back to the kids. I mean, when that seatbelt clicks, it's almost like the kids are like, oh no, she's loose. (laughs) (laughs) But here's what I'm saying. If, if, If in the fact you have corrected them and said, don't do this. And if they obey, that's great. Then they, you, you don't punish them anymore. You don't discipline them, and you don't correct them anymore. They figured it out. Mallory was a one-time correction. She'd do something wrong. I could tell her one time. Very rare that she ever did it again. Maddie, not so much. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie, when she was in the nursery, she'd see a boy. she want that toy. She'd go up and slap him. And then she'd grab the toy and go sit herself and time out. The teacher would be like, "I was going to put her there, but she went there herself." <laughs> so we had to deal with that. But what I'm saying is, if I gave them the choice, they knew the price, they did it again. Is it my fault they did it again? Say, we can't blame God for our, our own mistakes. We can't blame God just because we don't like how it works. he, He said, choose life. You know, you can't be abusive. There's laws against that. Just discipline and love. Do your best to discipline and love. People accuse God of abuse all the time. Scott's here. He's an insurance man. There's contracts. I put that in there. Acts of God. Hurricanes, tornadoes, whatever. God is not the author of bad things happening to you. There's an enemy, and we have a spiritual battle. God gave you and I authority, and it's time we use what he gave you. He says, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you resist the devil, submit to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. If you aren't resisting and think God is causing havoc in your life, then you're allowing yourself to be a playground for the enemy. I know this is kind of like, ugh, but Satan will eat your lunch and pop your bag. All you have to do is allow him. You you know that saying if you give him an inch, he'll take a don't give him an inch. You stop it at the, tr- I mean, just like, pff. if there's a fight going on, you know, we say this, we're at war with the devil. War actually kind of means that he has a chance to win. He's already lost. I mean, if you think about it, he, the war's over. Now, you you might be in a, a battle of strongholds or that, but as far as the war, whether you want to take your choice or authority or not, he's still lost. He's He's gonna be kicked into the lake of fire when this thing's all over. He has no reprieve. He's not getting out on good behavior. He doesn't have any good behavior. We have to understand it's already won. Exercise your authority. First, submit to God. Understand that God is the source of all the authority, but he has delegated things to you to use. If you don't use it, The enemy won't go. He doesn't voluntarily move and leave. He doesn't have to. Because you're not submitted to anything stronger than him. You are letting him stay. We were going to take the title of that, not today, Satan, and, and cross it out and put, not ever. And I know I've said a lot. But let me just condense this. You have been given authority. God spoke and put things into existence. Jesus said, you say to the mountain. He didn't say, say to God. Say to the mountain, what are you up against? What's, is the enemy attacking you? Talk to it where's our battle between our ears so that being said you have to take every thought captive i told a dream team today you know how you do it when it comes if you want to make it real and the enemy tells you lies just speak them because you were created in the image of who you can start creating things that are not good so don't speak what the enemy tells you take that captive say things like this that's not my thought my god says he supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory by christ jesus my god says i'm the head not the tail my god says i'm more than a conqueror my god says that he he is jehovah Rapha. he is the god that heals i am the healed of the lord by his stripes i was healed it's past tense sickness can't stay on my body I don't say so people come up and they'll say Brett I want you to pray for me why my allergies is that what you want to say now listen to me I'm not trying to make you feel bad I'm just saying do you want to say they're yours I would rather you just say I've been fighting allergies I don't think I should have to then I would say let's take authority and let's speak to those And I'm gonna tell you something, I'm gonna pray, and we'll be done. We're gonna do our baptisms. <clears throat> I was in a service. Lady brought up her son. Well, I'd say, I don't know, about the size of my fist, not on the back of his neck. I don't know if you, I don't know if that's called a goiter or just, but it looked like about the size of a cue ball on his neck. And she said, this thing. The doctors are trying to find out what it is, but we don't want it there. This is not, you know, so I said, well, we're going to pray. I didn't know as much as I know now because, and I still have more to learn, okay? I'm not, I'm never going to arrive. So I'm not saying, look at me. I'm just saying, but I knew that my God didn't put it there. And I, I remember, you know, Jesus did stuff that just amazed me. He told a blind man, what do you want me to do for you? I would like to see i mean you want to go that's you know sometimes we we give the disciples a hard time because they they ask silly questions because that's why they're called disciples <laughs> but he, i want to see so you know he does any he, and heals the man so i remember asking this kid. This kid's name was michael do you believe god can do that he said yeah i said do you believe god wants you that to go away he said yeah i said mama do you believe she said i do now again any two agreeing and i knew god didn't put it there i remember putting my hand on the back of his neck and I i i don't even remember the exact words i said but you know really because there's no magic in me i just took authority not authority of myself the authority he gave me that's what you got to understand in myself I can't do that but in him come on somebody we live we move we have our being and I said in the name of Jesus and my hand that was like this started going down and I remember I felt like the Lord saying just push (laughs) and I was I was like pushing that thing in the back of his neck I'm like I don't know where it's going once it goes inside I suppose it just goes away, but it went completely away. And his mother was like, oh, and I I, I remember looking at his face and I said, do you do you feel that? And he just looked at me. The kid just looked at me and smiled and he this way said, cool, cool. And I was like, God, if you're doing that, I mean, I could tell you time and time again where something was wrong or something was out of place and God snapped their bone in place or cast the demon out or whatever. And I was there to witness it. I was just a jumper cable. And I would be like, oh my word, God, you're so awesome. But if he will do it for me, he will do it for you because he's no respecter of persons. If he won't do it for you, then he's a liar and he's not a liar. So if we take his authority, dads and moms and kids, you start going after what God says, it'll change your life. So before I reach for anything, this is what I reach for. The enemy came if 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 the enemy's going to go after Jesus, do you think he'll go after you? I mean he's stupid so he ain't got no smart so if he's going to try to go after God he's going to try to come after you but Jesus did everything according to what his father said whatever he heard his father say that's what he said whatever he saw his father do that's what he did so this is what you say Jesus said it is written bread I don't have anything you do Revelation 12 11 says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb it means you are a believer You are born into the, because God put the measure of faith in you You have this now listen to what I'm saying by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony What's the word what, what's the giant you're looking at well, I've got this I, I got this I got this problem I got whatever it is There's a word that'll that'll you can say it is written I got these bills to pay there's words in there that will help you, but you have to believe them and then be obedient to what the word is saying. But it works. I'm going to tell you one more story as I'm coming down here. And I, I've told you this before, but again, just feeling prompted of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I had a lot of students come to a church and uh, the one, one girl came and her, her, they called her Scooter because she had a scooter and her foot was turned in. She came and she was, well, she maybe 15. 15 years old. Came to church. You know why they came to church? Because God was showing up. They didn't didn't like God. But stuff was happening. And they wanted to see the stuff. And so she comes in, and there was, this is what happened. There was a big guy. Where, Gibby, stand up. A guy like this. Like, I need me a hamburger. That kind of guy. You know, big guy. And he comes up, and he's a football player. And he comes up, and this is what he does. Come forward. You didn't know you volunteered for this, did you? (laughs) Margie, is there anything you want me to do real quick? I mean... (laughs) 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 He had his arms crossed like this. And his face was like he'd been eating spinach or through a gas pipe. And his face was all mean and mad. And there was like 50 students in the building. Cross your arms for me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything but anyway this is what he says I walked by him he said I ain't falling down and you can't make me you can sit down <laughs> I said I don't care if you fall down I don't care what you do he looked at me funny I said I'm just gonna pray for you Will you let me pray for you yeah I ain't doing nothing I said don't do anything just stand there I started praying for him this big big kid starts shaking he didn't he didn't go back the ushers were like he didn't go I've had I prayed for other people they went forward that'll freak people out <laughs> Jack Workman used to do that I prayed for him one time man he just did a nasty plunge BAM I think I killed him <laughs> Anyway, he went like down, like piled up like a deer, just mm, went down like that. Them kids are like, they were looking over the chairs and like, oh, my gosh. I forget what the guy's name was, but they're like, do- do- what? and he was just laying on the ground. Here comes Scooter. She came up there. Her mother was a witch. Her mother had forbid her to come to church. So I asked Scooter, I said, do you believe God will heal your leg? She thought I think I was going to pray for something else. She said, my mom doesn't want me here. And told me the story of her mom being a witch and all that. I said, can I have your Scooter? Scooter. Moved it over there. Prayed for her. She, She fell over back. Her leg was still bent like that. And when she got on the ground. Now again, I... If I, pray for, if I pray for you, I do not care whether you fall over or don't. You don't even have to fall over. Because all falling over is, is there's just so much power there you can't stand under it. Not a big deal. Okay? So don't get all caught up in all that. Because if I pray for a lot of people, God healed them. They didn't move. They didn't fall over. They didn't do anything. All right? So don't get all... Anyway, she went over. And then her leg went. Snap, crack. crack. Just I, nobody... Oh, I, I didn't touch her or anything. It just... Popped in place just the, I mean everybody in the building heard this kapow snap crack and then she opened her eyes She got up and she folded that walker out. Walked out of that building those. I mean everybody was like oh my word and and then people just started Now I'm, I'm I, I will tell you this in two weeks. She was back to doing this again Because the enemy will try to come back and you got to know your authority. That's why he wanted me to tell you that story. you got to receive what he does. You, there's so much God power in this room. You don't have to be going through a lot of what you're going through if you will take authority. For real. Friends, I love you. I'm sticking my neck out preaching more of just flat out, just in your face truth. Some people don't like it. I could go back to the saying I said with the lady in the card if you want me to. But I don't want that. Especially I'm too close to my wife. She'll get me. (laughs) This is what I want you to do. I have fruit to prove it. And I think some of you in here do too. But I want you just to believe God. Want you to bow your heads and close your eyes.